Hello, friends. Welcome to Resting Church Face, a podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Allen, and this is episode 52. This week, we are going to be talking about something that happened to me this last month, and that is that my father passed away. And there are some lessons that I have learned in walking through grief, and I just want to share them with you. So sit back, relax, maybe get a box of Kleenex, but make sure it's the Kleenex Ultra because the other ones will rip your nose to shreds. (laughs) And let's talk about it. If you have listened to the podcast for a while, you know that my dad had suffered for a really long time with Lewy body dementia. Dad was officially diagnosed in 2018, but we had noticed symptoms, we being my sister and my mom and I, probably, I would say even five years before that. And it started with little things. He would repeat stories. You know, he would ask me the same questions when I would come home to visit he would have a hard time finding words when he was trying to talk. He couldn't think of a word he was trying to use. Um, his motor functions were, were off. Like I noticed he started having a hard time figuring out how to work the TV, telling time, making change, things that he had always been very good at, things that were really easy for him. He was having to really think about it. And it was hard to watch. So by the time he was diagnosed in 2018, he had been suffering for a while. We had noticed little things. And so he just continued to get worse, but he was kind of on a steady decline, if that that makes sense. Like it really wasn't like a huge drop off until about, I would say 2021, 2022, it was a sudden rapid decline in his mental functions, cognitively, especially. And by mid-year last year, 2023, I would come home to visit mom and dad and I could see on his face that a lot of times he did not know who I was immediately. And he couldn't find my name in his mind anymore. I started having to remind him that I was his daughter. And as much as I would say that that is hard, it was such a gradual onset of his symptoms that I had pretty much gotten used to that. And so had my sister, so had my mom. We really didn't get emotional about that because we had watched it happen very slowly. We were used to it by that point. And then in October of last year, dad got COVID for the first time and he had some trouble breathing. My mom also got COVID at the same time and they ended up in separate hospitals. And mom had taken care of dad this whole time at home but it had gotten to a point where it was just too hard. He was physically still very mobile at that point, and he was hard to be able to control. He was not violent, but, you know, when someone is dead weight and they're, you know, six feet tall, 220 pounds, my poor mom just could not move him. And my sister and I began to get really concerned that something could happen and you know, my mom would be helpless. And so when they both ended up in different hospitals with COVID, after a lot of talk with my mom and my sister and I, we decided to go ahead and start the paperwork. And we got dad admitted to a memory care facility in their hometown. And looking back now, I recognize that that really was the beginning of the end. Because after we had admitted him to memory care, when I saw him the next time, I was shocked because he looked completely different. He had lost a bunch of weight. His mental acuity was so much worse. 
He was sleeping all of the time. We could still get him to pep up a little bit with music. You know, he would come to and he would engage with us and talk with us a little bit. But for the most part, he was sleeping all of the time. At Thanksgiving and Christmas, when we went to visit him, he he slept most of our visits. In fact, when we went at Christmas, I don't think he woke up at all, really. And at that moment, I began to think, oh, (laughs) like this could be it. But I I still don't think it really had sunk in until I went the Sunday before dad passed in January, just a few weeks ago, and he was so frail and so tired looking, and he didn't want to eat. He didn't really want to talk to us. We had a hard time getting him to wake up. He still woke up a little bit. I played him some music, and I'm so thankful for this moment because... It really was the last time he was himself at all. He listened to some music. He danced a little bit for me. He smiled. He told me he loved me. But I remember leaving that day and we were in the parking lot and I looked at my mom and I said, I don't think it's going to be that long. And I don't think any of us really realized how how quickly it was going to happen after that. But there was something in me that, that just knew that we were coming to the end of dad's earthly life. So it's only been a little over two weeks since dad passed away. And I am definitely not an expert on grief or the loss of a loved one, but there are some things that have surprised me in these past couple weeks, good and bad. And I don't even, I don't know if they're even anything bad. I think it's just surprising in general about the ways that I have felt grief and the ways that I have processed things, the things I have observed and, and just the sake of being vulnerable with all of you. And I don't want to be too vulnerable, but I do think it's important to share common experiences or things that we go through that make life life. And this is something that I have now gone through that is hard It's, you know, it's, I told someone the other day who had lost um, a parent, they had lost their father. And I was like, you know, it's a club that nobody wants to join, but we all are going to at some point. But I think the more we talk about these things, it makes it easier because you are not alone. A lot of people have gone through this. Um, And so the first lesson that I'm going to, I'm going to say that I've learned is that it is not a unique situation, but every situation is unique. I know that there are a lot of people that have lost parents, but it's different when it is your parent. And it doesn't make your grief any less valid. And as a people pleaser, we have talked about this a lot, I tend to downplay things in my life sometimes because I don't want to be seen as annoying or a burden or thinking that I am more important than than I am or you know being seen that way but when you're sad it's okay to be sad and that is something that I am learning every day and we're going to talk about that so there are some things again that I have just learned that I just I want to share with you guys and so I hope you will indulge me in that and I would also love to hear back from you if you have gone through something similar you know any hints, any tips, I, I welcome them because, again, this is a community that I think we share our lives together and I just want to be able to share everything with you. Well, not everything, but you guys know what I mean.
the first thing that really has surprised me in losing dad is that when someone dies, you feel their presence and then you don't. And it's like, that really is all I can say. There's the only way to describe it. You know, when dad began to get really sick, it was on a Tuesday of that week. He died on a Thursday. And for a couple of days, you know, he was in and out of consciousness, but he was very sedated. And by the time I got there on Thursday, we were there with him all day Thursday, my mom, my sister, and I, and my uncle Gary and my aunt Pat and his pastor, Brother Nation, and they were, you know, they we were all there with him, but he was pretty much asleep the whole time. But yet he was still there. And that was a wonderful thing because he wasn't in pain. He wasn't scared. I was so relieved by that. And as much as he had been suffering from dementia for the last couple of years, I told my sister that I felt like dad was more in his right mind while he was asleep than he had been in years because he was reacting to things. You know, my sister and I sang him My Little Buttercup from Three Amigos, which is one of my dad's favorite movies. And he lifted his eyebrows. He reacted to it. When my Uncle Gary sang him a song, my Uncle Gary sang him a song that was his favorite, one of my dad's favorite songs. And he messed up the lyrics at one point and dad made a face and we all laughed. He was there. And that was really surprising to me because I had just assumed that dad was going to be very unaware of everything. And in most ways he was, but also there were these little glimpses that he was still around. He was with us. Um, He squeezed my mom's hand a few times. I mean, he was there. And then when he started to pass away actively, when the breath started getting shorter and, you know, farther and farther between, um, he wasn't afraid. We were cheering him on. We were telling him, you know, you're almost there. You're going to get there. Um, you're almost to Jesus. We were talking about the, you know, seeing honey, his dog and his parents and his sister. And I, I wouldn't say that it felt like a joyous time because it was still very emotional, but it wasn't filled with sadness. It wasn't awful. Like I had been afraid it was going to be because he was still there with us. But then when he passed and it was very peaceful, I don't think we could have asked for a more peaceful transition. He was gone. And I say that in in the way that's, it's very true that we are not our bodies. And, you know, I had heard it my whole life from the pulpit, reading the Bible. And if you have gone to church, you've heard this too, that, you know, the scripture to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. It is absolutely true. But I don't think I had realized it until I saw it happen in real time, that when someone passes away, they are no longer there. And it was such a comfort to me and to my family because we realized it was just a sudden realization that he was in heaven. He was fine. He was with God. And I remember looking at my sister and she was like, he is gone. And I was like, yes. And it wasn't a sad feeling. It was just, there was relief in the sense that he was fine. And that was surprising for me. It was just, I don't think it's something you can anticipate or realize until you actually go through it. Second 
lesson that I have learned is that you cannot anticipate grief and how it will affect you. You know, for years, I had told myself that I had already grieved the loss of dad because his personality had been so drastically altered in the past years that I had convinced myself that I had already grieved his loss. You know, family and friends would ask me how dad was doing and I would tell them and they were like, well, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm fine. I would say I'm fine. And I truly 100% meant that. I really did not feel upset. I did not feel anxious. I, you know, I was worried about my mom. I was worried about his physical health and how he felt, but I was not upset at the the prospect of dad passing away. And maybe that sounds very callous, but I think when someone has been sick with a very long-term illness, you do get accustomed to them as they are now. And you forget a lot of times what they used to be like. So after dad passed, I genuinely thought I was okay for a while. Like I would say probably two, two to three full days. I was very calm and you, my friends would call, family would call. Are you okay? I'm fine. Oh, it's fine. And I really genuinely felt that I was fine. But then around day three, there was just this wave of grief, of sadness. And I realized that I was very upset. And I realized that while I had prepared myself for dad's loss, like mentally, like he had been mentally not there for a while, I had not prepared myself for the physical loss. And I think when someone has been a part of your life, your entire life, like you've never known a moment when they weren't in the world, (laughs) for them to suddenly not be in the world feels really wrong (laughs) and awful. And the truth is, it didn't feel like he could possibly be gone. Now, I know I had just said in the segment before that it was very obvious that he was no longer there, but after a few days, I just was like, this is very hard to wrap my head around, that this person is just gone. And it was very hard for me to deal with that. And I did not realize how much I was going to miss dad's physical presence. Like just the fact that I knew he was there in the back of my mind. Yes, he wasn't, you know, the dad that I grew, I'd grown up with, but he was there. So like I had a place to visit him. I could talk to him, even if I wasn't sure if he was, you know, understanding what I was saying, his body was there. And I had a really hard time with the loss of that, but I am now where I am right now, you know, I'm doing better. I think I'm doing better every day, but I'm glad that I am able to acknowledge that I am sad. And I I have historically had a hard time with that (laughs) because again, I'm someone who will downplay my bad emotions because I just don't want to be too much, but this is a sad thing and it's okay to miss people. And, you know, even if you're someone who had a difficult relationship with a parent, which sometimes, honestly, my dad and I did have a difficult relationship at times growing up. He was still my dad. I loved him very much. I still love him very much. And I understand now that grief is just the outward 
appearance and show of love because we miss them. And I've always had a hard time with crying. Like I hate crying in public. It, it has been a thing my whole life. I, I don't like the feeling of losing control of of being super vulnerable, like on my face where you can see it. But I think for the first time ever, I really do think fully, I am just letting myself be sad. I'm giving myself grace. If I have a crying fit in Target, oh well, <laughs> I'm just going to have to deal with it. Um, you might see me cry. If I'm talking to a friend and I get that ugly, ugly face cry thing going, well, you know what? If you love me, you have to love my ugly cry face. It's okay. We are allowed to be sad. It surprised me, but I am glad that I have been able to fully grieve. And I'll continue to grieve. Like, I know it's going to hit me probably at random times throughout my whole life, but that's okay. One thing that has been really amazing is seeing the people that love me show up in ways that I need. If we will let people love us, they will get you through things. They will help you and comfort you and make everything easier. I've had so many friends and loved ones just be there for me in the ways that I needed. My friend Lane has sent me a text every single day that just says, I'm checking on you, just checking in. How are you doing? means so much to me to be able to be honest. You know, her mom died when she was young and it has been great to be able to tell her exactly how I feel. I don't have to sugarcoat any of it. And she's like, I get it. My friends, Cam and Ashley, let me come over to their house and just sit and watch old Saturday Night Live YouTube videos and drink coffee and eat dinner and sleep. They just let me be. They sent me home with a Publix gift card because they knew I'd probably want to eat ice cream, <laughs> which is true. My friends, John and Debbie, traveled from Indiana to be at the celebration service. I hadn't seen them in over 20 years. We've been friends for over 20 years, but they moved and we hadn't seen each other. And that was amazing to be able to go to dinner with them and just sit and talk and reminisce and talk about the good things about dad and laugh meant so much to me. Um, I had a friend who's on chemo that came to dad's celebration service. I know he didn't feel good and he came anyway and he was there for my family. There was a friend that I hadn't seen in almost 20 years. And honestly, we had had a falling out almost 20 years ago. Now we had since made up over email and, you know, social media, but we hadn't physically seen each other. And when I saw her walk into that celebration service, you want to talk about ugly cry face. I was like, you know, it was amazing because the people that really do love you will be there for you. And that's amazing. Now, I hesitate to say this because I don't want this to come across as any kind of a negative thing, but I think it's important because it's a lesson also that I'm learning or I have learned. It's something that I will take away from this. You know, there have been times in my life I've done this. I have dropped the ball. Friends have gone through tough things or even celebrations, and I either forgot to notice or to be there for them. And then I felt like it was kind of too late now to show up later or I didn't know what to say and it was uncomfortable. And so I just didn't say anything. And in my mind, I would think to myself, well, they have so many people around them right now that they are not going to notice that I am not there. 
And I would tell myself that. That's how I would justify it. And I have realized through this that when people that you expect to be there for you are not, you notice. Their absence is very loud. And I think it's it's important for us to realize that we need to be there for people that have been there for us or that love us. Or if we love them, we need to be there. <laughs> even if you don't know what to say, even reaching out and saying, I don't know what to say is something. And that means everything. <laughs> but silence is awful. And it makes the person feel like maybe you weren't as close as you thought you were. So I would like to say this. If I'm going back through my through my friendships and thinking about the things that maybe I have done wrong, it's never too late to reach out and apologize for that. Because there have been a few people that have contacted me and said, hey, I'm sorry about that. And it means a lot. So if that's something that you have done or, if, you know, we, and I think we've all done it, <laughs> um, just reach out to that person. It doesn't matter if it's been years and just say, yeah, I messed that up. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. That's all we need sometimes. And we can all move on. Um, but I also think this is a hard lesson. The longer you wait, the harder it will be to repair damage. And I do think it's important for us all to reach out and apologize if we haven't been around for someone that needed us. But you also have to accept that maybe they're not going to want to go back to the friendship the way that it was. And that is a consequence. And again, I looked back on my past and thought, I'll bet that's why we're not friends anymore. Just honestly, because I did not show up. So that is a lesson that I also am going to take away from this, that it doesn't take much to show people that you care, but when you don't do it, those people do notice and they remember. But on the whole, I want to end this on a positive note at this segment. It, I have been, again, just so thankful for the people in my life, family and friends that have just gathered around my sister and my mom and I, and just shown us love and support and, you know, getting, getting emails and texts and messages on Instagram and Facebook from people that have good stories about my dad. I have loved that so much. I have learned things about my dad that I didn't know and they were all great and I just love hearing it. So Thank you. Thank you so much. If you are one of those people, it meant so much to me. And then the last thing that I will take away from my dad's passing away is that I have never felt God's presence more in my life. And I think I can honestly say that. You know, there are times when I have worried that maybe I don't feel the things that I should feel when I go to church, you know, you go and you're like, I'm not getting any goosebumps <laughs> or like you're listening to a praise and worship song. And you're like, eh, it's okay. But you don't really, you know, everybody else around you is like, I feel God's presence. And you're like, okay. Cause I don't feel it. And I worried, you know, I think that's natural. We're all like, am I just like not, close enough to God? Like, what am I, do I believe what I believe? Or do I just, am I going through the motions? And this whole situation with dad, his passing, the way that people have shown up and talked about it, the celebration service, 
was so joyful and happy. And I know that sounds crazy to say that a funeral can be happy, but it really was. It was so wonderful. And I have realized that I truly, truly believe everything that I thought I did. And that just sounds maybe crazy to say. I mean, I have always believed that I am a follower of Christ. I believe in salvation. I believe that what happened to me when I was a child, the experience I had with God was real. But sometimes I think we just get kind of far away from it. And on a day-to-day basis, we take it for granted. But when things like this happen, what you believe becomes very apparent. And in this case, I have been so relieved and comforted and happy that God has reached down. And I have never felt more held by God and protected and comforted. And I am 100% certain that my dad knew where he was going and that he is there now. And I think, you know, when I said that he is not in the world, that's not true. I think part of what has been so hard is that I still feel him. And I have realized now that like, I feel him because he's not gone. Heaven is not that far away. And I am fully confident that I will see him soon. I mean, hopefully not that soon, <laughs> but like I will see him again. And the next time I see my dad, he is going to be the very best version of himself and healthy. And it will be like no time has passed. And I can't wait for that. I really can't. And I know that my dad would want me to tell everybody on this podcast, everybody that listens to this podcast, that he loved Jesus. He had accepted Jesus when he was a child and he may have struggled with some stuff, which we all do, but in the end, that was the most important thing to him. And he wanted everyone that he knew and everyone that he loved to come to the same understanding and have the same relationship with Christ that he did. And knowing that I have that relationship too, and that is something that my dad led me to, helped me, and my mom, has been probably the best and most wonderful thing that my dad has ever given me. And I will cherish that for the rest of my life. And you know, I don't like to be too preachy preachy on this podcast because, you know, we talk a lot about silly things and pop culture and just fun stuff. But this is really the most important thing to me, my relationship with Christ. And if you are interested in that and just want to talk about it, please send me a message. I'd love to talk with you about it. And again, I just want to close out this by saying I cannot thank you all enough for being patient with me and for letting me get through some things and just sending me messages to check on how I'm doing and just the way that you've all been has been amazing. And I love our little community. I love it so much. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me again this week. And thank you for telling all of your friends and family about the podcast. It means so much to me. If you would take a moment to leave a review, hopefully a five star on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to me. It just helps other people find the show. And if you would like to find me on Instagram, it is super easy. I am at Resting Church Face. I hope you have a fantastic week and let's get together again soon.